Welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Davina Perez, the Secretary of Student Services at Lehigh Senior High School, who was also just named the 2019-2020 Support Person of the Year for the School District of Lee County. Davina, congratulations and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, if anybody who, anybody who doesn't know, the Support Person or the School Related Employee of the Year represents the thousands of dedicated staff members that work in Lee County Schools every day. They're the counselors, psychologists, social workers, helping teachers, paraprofessionals, secretaries, uh, cafeteria staff custodians, and more. And so there's a you know a select few who are nominated every year, and you were named the support person of the year for the entire district. So uh, again, congratulations, and w- what did that mean to you to win? It meant a lot. I didn't think I was going to. I didn't know how big of a process it was. I didn't know it was actually a big deal, but you get a little plaque and they call it a day. But my principal ensured that um, that I had the best feeling in the world when she told me I was even nominated top five and I had to do the interview. Um, it was just so much fun. It was much fun to receive that honor and knowing that. So again, you're the, the student services secretary at Lehigh Senior High School. Can you give us an idea of what you do in your role as student services secretary? Well, in student services, it's divided up um, by two assistant principals, two deans, a behavior specialist, and the social worker. So their offices are within my office. So I'm like right smack in the middle. And what we mostly handle is the discipline. Um, So when a student comes in, um, whether they're having a bad day or if a teacher just needed for them to come out and step out of the classroom, they come and they see us um, downstairs. So, yeah, so what I read was, you know, you're the first person that a lot of students come in contact with when they, you know, they go to student services. And like you said, you know, it's a lot of times for disciplinary reasons. So some students might be upset or angry or, you know, facing discipline. And so that's got to be somewhat challenging, right, to have to deal with students who may not be having the best day? It, it, it is. Yeah. Um, you get used to the faces mm-hmm. after you see them so many times, but not. it's not all about so much discipline. Sure. And it's some kids who just want to come and say good morning, yeah. who want me to be that first good morning that they get of the day. Um, I have students who stop in every morning. And, you know, the principals will come in and say, hey, why, why are you guys here? Oh, just stop by and say hi to Miss Davina because they want that feeling, and I just ask them, you know, did they sleep good? Did they have breakfast? We have breakfast carts out in the courtyard, so I want to make sure that they all get, you know, something to eat before they head to class. Uh, So I'm just going to read a few of the quotes from some of the uh, principals, assistant principals at Lehigh Senior about you and what you mean to the team there. Uh, So this is from Lehigh Senior Assistant Principal Liam Farrell. Farrell, yes. Farrell. uh, Davina always chooses the right way to interact with each student. Whether the situation calls for being stern, kind, or sensitive, Davina has the emotional intelligence to connect and support each individual human being with whom she interacts. This is from Assistant Principal Veronica Young. I have never worked with a person who gives as much attention to detail as Davina does. If it was not for Davina, I could not get through the daunting task to serve the needs of all my students. And then from Lehigh Senior High Principal Jackie Corey, there are not words that can capture what Davina means to our school family. She lifts us up. She's there for us no matter what we need inside and outside of school. We count on her to be the glue that keeps us all together. So when you hear things like that, 
Um, you know, what does it mean to you? It means a lot. I just try to stay genuine, especially mm -hmm. to all the kids and all the students that come into my office. Not everyone has the same walk of life. So you try to um, get to know the student and, you know, it all just depends on how that student treats me when they walk in. And then, you know, to hear my peers say that about me, it's a great honor because um, I met Veronica last year and um, she was up in the running for coming up to be assistant principal and I just helped her. I always say, this is my way, but if you want to do it your way, just let me know. And they're like, no, we like your way. And they do that. The same thing with Mr. Farrell. I met him this year and um, I'm that secretary. I was like, okay, here's your pens. Here's your staplers. By the way, you have like two meetings later, but if you need anything, I'm here for you. Um, so it's pretty amazing. So you, um, well, maybe let's back up a little bit. So you, you were telling me earlier that you have been at Lehigh Senior for two and a half years now, mm -hmm. and you actually came out of retirement yes. to work for <laughs> Lehigh Senior. Um, you grew up, and before we get to that, um, you're not from Lee County. You grew up in New York, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, in the Bronx. The Bronx. Mm -hmm. And so what was that like? It's nothing like the days of today. Yeah. It's very different. Um, you didn't need a car to get anywhere. It was all public transportation to get everything. Um, I used to have to walk maybe about 2.5 miles to school every day, and wow. it was up a hill. Oh. So you had to go down, could never wear high heels because <laughs> you were going to tumble. Um, but it was very interesting, and I tried to incorporate what I went through in New York with the kids they go to school today, like my experiences, um, the things that, you know, were a no-no in school back in the day and how kids today, it's all about their cell phones. And we're mm -hmm. like, well, we didn't have cell phones. We had pagers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of kids were like, what's a pager? <laughs> so I had to Google it for them and show them. So I take a lot of my upbringing and everything that I went through as a kid. Um, and I try to share that with them. I keep it 100% honest mm. because teenagers today need that. They don't want anybody to sugarcoat anything for them. And if you're honest with them the first time, they know you're always going to be honest with them. Mm. So um, so you said they don't. They want honesty and they don't want things to be sugarcoated. Um, I feel like that might, go, that might be contradictory to, to what some people out there might think of when they think of young people today that... They want everything, um, you know. You know, they might think that students today have it easy, and that they 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 like to have it easy. Um, but you don't really see it. That you know, that's not your experience. Well, in certain things, they do. Yeah. Get it real easy, um, but in certain things, they don't. At mm -hmm. Lehigh Senior, um, as our principal would say, we have minutes to win it. So we have to get to places on time. We have to be on time, and that's what I try to tell the students over at the school is mm -hmm. that. If you're supposed to be in class at 7.05, 7.05, at your desk, your books are ready, your books. But, miss, I said, no, no, no. If you show up to work at 8.05, does your boss have the right to dock you? But that's different. No, it's not different in any way. You got to show up to grow up. Yeah. And that's just how I tell them. So growing, you grew up in the Bronx, and then you came to Florida when? When I turned 18 and I finished high school, I told my mom, I said, I'm out of here. She asked me, where are you going? I said, I'm moving to Florida. She says, but you don't know anybody there. I said, it's okay. It's going to be a life experience. I'm going to get to where I need to get, um, and I'm going to come back for you. And she just looked at me. She was like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> Growing up in the city, especially in the Bronx and in the neighborhood I lived with, um, with my mom and my brothers, it was drug infested, you know, lots of projects. And you go around and you're like, 
as a parent, mm -hmm. if you could have gotten your kids out, would you? So I knew I always wanted to be a mom. I always watched the Brady Bunch and that's how I wanted my family to be. <laughs> so I knew I needed to get out and not stay in that environment that we were all put into. There's certain things you can choose to get out of mm -hmm. and certain things you can't get out of. So I chose to get out. So you're 18 years old and you moved to, you were telling me, so you moved to South Florida mm -hmm. over on the East Coast? Yes. Miami area? Um, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. um, did you know anybody there? Or you're, so you're 18 years old and you had, you know, you just packed up all your things and came down? I packed one suitcase. <laughs> I had $32 in my pocket because I bought my plane ticket. Um, I called one of my mom's cousins and I said, hey, can I come stay with you until I get up on my feet? She said, sure, why not? So I slept on her couch and then she goes, yeah, this is not working out. Like my son, he's a boy, you're a girl, just doesn't look right. And I was like, well, can I still hang out for a little while? And she's like, well, let's see what happens. But then um, I started working at Target within a week of getting to Florida. Um, I worked for U-Haul for a little bit, so I kept myself busy. Mm -hmm. And I survived on a lot of Cuban coffee and bread. <laughs> uh, so you got a job at Target. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned earlier that you came out of retirement to work for the school district. So you worked for Target, you were telling me, for 21 years. Mm -hmm. So from 18... Uh, oh, yeah. 21 years later. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a great experience for you. And then you were able to retire yes. from Target? Yes. So um, since I started in 1996, you mm -hmm. were able, um, as you went up in the ranks, um, they used to be called levels and now they're just leaders. You were able to get a pension plan. You're They're 100% invested in your 401k. So they match you to the dollar. Um, and I was like, okay. I started pushing shopping carts. Yeah. And then um, six months later, they were like, you know, we see your thrive. You're always willing to be everywhere. You're willing to take shifts. Would you want to try cashiering? Okay, let's do that. And they threw me up to customer service. Um, six months later, I was promoted to team leader um, as a cashier. And then I just went, I kept going. I kept going. I had my daughters um, in that process, and I called them. They were my target babies because <laughs> My youngest daughter was almost born at Target. <laughs> they had to rush me out of there because I was so driven. I wanted to just stay there as long oh. as I could, but she didn't want to stay there. <laughs> and then I worked there um, when I moved here. So I helped rebuild about four or five Targets um, when they went from just a regular general merchandise into a grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, tore the original one down that I started at and helped rebuild it. And then I just started moving around around because they wanted me to help other stores rebuild and remodel. Is, is that what brought you to the west coast of Florida? No, my daughter, no. my oldest daughter was supposed to go to Florida State. Mm. Um, so I moved here to establish residency to give her enough time to graduate high school gotcha. while she stayed with my mom in North Carolina. So you, uh, you started pushing shopping carts mm -hmm. when you first started at Target. And then you know, 21 years later, what position were you in when you, um, you know, finally left? Um, I was the senior team lead of logistics, which is um, basically I was the unloader of the freight. Went in at about 3 a.m., came out at 12.30, and then was a mom for the rest of the day. So started at 18, pushing shopping carts. And 21 years later, you are 39 um, uh, 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to bring up your age, nope, but I'm just okay. trying to, you know, talk about, you know, you, you know, 
what I've heard from you at from people who work at Lehigh Senior is that they, you know, one thing that I read about you is that they describe you as having a work ethic of an 11 out of 10. Um, so you, that started at a young age, mm -hmm. that work ethic. Where did that come from? I think it came from my mom. Mm -hmm. um, it was a single parent household, not by choice. And my mom never was able to provide us with anything because, you know, we were a low income family. We lived off Section 8, which is HUD here mm -hmm. in Florida. And um, I would say, hey, mom, I want a pair of Nikes. And she goes, hmm, we're going to go to Fabco, which became Payless. And she goes, you want a pair of Nikes? Here's a Sharpie. Write the Nike sign. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, um, I was able at about 12 or 13, you're allowed to work in New York. But I worked with the school that I went to. Mm. Um, for a peer mediation conflict resolution program. Mm -hmm. So we started doing that, and I would make $25 a day, and I would come home and give my mom $12. And you're 12, 13 years 12, old? 12, 13 years old, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was cool because it was all about working with people my age, mm. um, and it was teaching them how violence was not the answer. It was when the D.A.R.E. program just started coming out, um, just saying no to drugs, just using and picking your battles wisely mm -hmm. instead of fighting. Let's talk about it. Let's trigger what what got you here. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that all the way till I was 18 and I left New York. Uh, yeah, and then you worked your way up through mm -hmm. Target mm -hmm. and you're able to effectively retire Yes. Um, at 40. Yep. Um, so what made you come out of retirement to work at the school district of Lee County, specifically Lehigh Senior High School? Um, the fact that I live about 3.2 minutes away from the school <laughs> was a plus. Um, I, I got bored. I was home for about three and a half months, and my daughters were just sitting, waiting, saying, you're going to get bored, you're going to get bored. And my boyfriend's aunt um, was getting ready to retire, and she was the secretary of athletics. She said, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to try this out? I was like, I don't know. But I went and I did it. And then I called my daughters and I said, guess what? Mom's going to work at a high school. And they laughed. <laughs> I said, why? She goes, mom, kids today, hmm, good luck. <laughs> I was like, okay. But two weeks in, I knew that I was where I was supposed to be. Everybody has a why. That's my why. I want to help kids. So, yeah, I was going to ask, what was it that, about the job that you knew two weeks in that that's what you wanted to do? I think one of the students came in and was very frustrated um, and they had to wait for one of the assistant principals um, to come back from lunch duty. And I said, hey, just have a seat. And um, I got up from out my desk and I just came around and I sat down next to her. And I was like, why are you so mad? She said, you won't understand, you won't understand. I said, why don't you try me? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? Um, and she just explained to me about her life and you know how she's you know, just with mom, and she was really upset about things going on at home and how it's affecting her at school. So I just talked to her, and I listened to her, and when the assistant principal came in, she put her in her office, and she told the assistant principal, I like her. Hmm. I like her, and actually, um, that same student is now a junior, has really not gotten in trouble again, and plays softball for the team that I help coach. Yeah, I want to talk about that in, in a little bit. You're also you um, you do a lot outside of your your day to day responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, I I read you so you volunteer and you run some fundraisers as mm -hmm. well as being a coach of the girls cross country and softball teams. Mm -hmm. um, 
but just before we talk about that, so you mentioned that interaction with that student. That was something that happened early on. Um, and, you know, I asked you a little bit at the beginning of the podcast what, what you do in your role, but can you give me a little bit more of a sense of kind of what your, you know, what a typical day is like for you? Um, you know, you go in in the morning and then these are all the things that you kind of can expect to happen throughout the day. I, I also heard that you're doing double duty right now. No, I was. You were, okay. Yeah, I was um, before the um, the winter break. Oh, okay. Before winter so you were, break. So you were kind of doubling up on secretarial responsibilities, principal secretary yeah. as well? Yes. Um, the principal secretary had to go out on medical leave, um, okay. but she was behind the lines at all times. <laughs> like, if I needed her, I would call her, I would text her, or she would text me and be like, are you okay? Are you doing everything good? Are you, are you okay? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I got this. Like, I would call her for, like, the little things that I would forget. Mm-hmm. So she was my sidekick behind the scenes. But they had the faith in you to... To perform both jobs? Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, okay, yes. I mean, what's a, uh, you know, I hate to say what's a typical day like, because I'm sure every day is different. Yes. Um, but, you know, if you had to describe kind of like your day-to-day, what's it like? Um, so I get to work at 6.30. Mm-hmm. I usually try to get there a little bit early, make sure that the office is clean and that it smells good. I have a thing with dust. Um, <laughs> the kids laugh, but they know how oh, I hey, am. Trust me, I appreciate that. Yeah, so they... um. Typical, you know, make sure I turn my walkie on. I listen out to make sure all the buses um, are coming in. If any kids are having any issues with a bus or that they miss their bus, they normally call me and say, hey, miss, is there any way my bus can come back? And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. There's too many of you guys, but let's check. And I try to get the kids to come in. In the process of that, if I have any referrals that need to be entered into the system um, or any meetings that I need to arrange, that is my typical day. And it's mostly, you know, paperwork, making sure my kiddos are okay, checking on some kids. And now that we have a behavior specialist over at our school, um, I can help her if they need me to call down kids that they need to have conversations with, um, just just to check on them, just to ask them how they're doing. Um, again, because I am the one that opens the door, I'm the one who calls them down and lets mm-hmm. them know, hey, come see Ms. Davina. So that way, I'm not going down to student services. I'm going to get in trouble. It's not always about getting in trouble. It's about just finding out how they're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's mostly how my day is. Um, is that is that something that is expected of you to have? To, you know, like you said, you went up to that uh, the girl and said, "Why are you so mad?" Um, is that something that's expected of you to have those conversations, or is that you you, you took it upon yourself to? I took it upon myself. Um, do you do that a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you just have that um, drive to want to help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I didn't have anybody growing up. Mm. No one in schools ever did that for me. Um, and, you know, I stay educated with social media, um, especially because that's what this generation is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I didn't have anybody growing up. So that way I want, I want to know, let the kids know you are always more than welcome to come down to our office. You don't need to be a discipline issue. If you just need a break, if life is just heavy for you, then a lot of kids say, oh, my gosh, my life is so heavy. Why? Oh, because I have to do chores and go to school and help my mom. I'm like, okay, that's life. I try to get them, <laughs> you know, to understand why, yeah. why they do what they do. So you said you keep up with social media. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the most popular with high schoolers? Is it still, is it still Instagram and Snapchat and is, tic- they, is they, TikTok big? Yes, okay. it is so big. It I'm just is starting so to kind of see that more and more. Yes. Um, yeah. I kind of got into the whole social media thing um, 
always because I have family spread out through the United States. So I always wanted them to see my daughters growing up and for my brothers and sisters that weren't um, around to be able to see my kids. But then um, it became like, if you wanted to know something, go on Facebook. You can find out. Mm -hmm. You can find out what's going on through Facebook. Um, you know, somebody had a baby, go to Facebook. You'll find that. And that's one of the things I noticed, that this generation loves to be on social media. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's find out. Let's find out what's going on. And if I want to know things, kids know that um, they come to my office freely and they tell me things. Hey, miss, check this out. Hey, miss, check what's going on. Miss, did you see so-and-so um, going to prom? Check out his shoes or check out her dress. Um, so I really don't know a whole lot about it, but I let them think I do. Uh -huh. So they come to my office and they just feed me anything I need to know. <laughs> um, it, so so they, a lot of the students, you know, look to you kind of as a friend? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. How important is that, you know, in your role and... Does it translate, help, is it helpful to the uh, the assistant principals and the principal that you're kind of there? I don't know if buffer is the right word, but, you know, when the students come, mm -hmm. they maybe have a little interaction with you before they go and see them. Do, do they feel like it helps? It, it helps them a lot, and yeah. they've said it because sometimes if a kid comes in um, upset and crying, mm -hmm. um, you don't want to go and jump and ask that kid 101 questions. So, like, it depends on the child's demeanor when they come in the class, into my office. And I know what, okay, I'm going to back off. Go ahead and sit there, sweetie. Let me know when you're ready to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll go in and I'll let the assistant principal know, hey, so-and-so is out here. And they're crying hysterical. Something has to be going on. Um, and it could just be them having a bad day. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I am that buffer. Yeah. I am that buffer for them. Um, is that your... Is that your favorite part of the job, or what would you say is your, your, your favorite part of what you do at Lehigh Senior? Seeing my kids be successful. When I say my kids, it's all 2,600 of them plus the ones I gave birth to. Um, <laughs> seeing them be successful, I have kids who come down, miss, I did great on my SAT, or hey, I brought my grab bash ticket, or I passed my test. Um, I have students um, on the baseball team who he comes in two or three times a week, I'm going to say, I'm almost finished reading that book. And it's just helping him get ready to take his SATs. Um, no one asked me to do that, but he knew I was his sister's coach and how I made them do their homework. And I make sure that I check their grades and that they're doing great. So he asked me to help. So that, that was my honor and my privilege to help him do that as well. Awesome. Uh, and so like I mentioned earlier, you also volunteer and help run fundraisers. Is mm -hmm. that right? What are some things you volunteer with or what are some, some fundraisers that you've helped um, with? I've always volunteered with my kids over at the, um, here it's the Harry Chapman Food Bank. Mm -hmm. um, we've gone to the fairs and just take the cans and allow people admissions That's great. and whatnot. And then with the fundraisers, I just want to teach kids that no, not everything's going to be handed to you. Let's fundraise. Let's explain to people why we're doing what we're doing. You can't just go to your mom and say, hey, mom, I need $20. Mm -hmm. What do you need $20 for? But you can go to mom and say, hey, mom, do you have somebody I could sell this bag of popcorn to? And that's one of the things that I did um, with the, for the softball girls. The girls wanted new uniforms. So I said, well, okay, let's fundraise. And we did just that. We were able to fundraise, and we geared them up from head to toe. Cool. So it was pretty amazing to be able to do that for them. Nice. Um, Cross-country and softball coach. 
Is that something you volunteered to do when you started there? Or, or, you know, did you used to run cross country or play softball? Or Never. did they ask you to, <laughs> they, did, they need for, they, did they need help with coaching and you said, I'll do it? Or how'd that come about? Um, last year, the assistant principal who used to work over at Lehigh said, you'd be great at cross country. I said, I've never ran a day in my life. How am I going to happen? <laughs> so she goes, oh, okay, so next week we'll go running. And I'm like, where are we going to go running to? And she said, let's go to Gasparilla, which is a huge event over in Tampa. And I was like, yeah, mm, this girl, no, don't think so. I did like 5Ks um, uh, in North Carolina to fundraise um, for the American Heart Association and um, the color vibe up in North Carolina as well. Um, but I never ran for fun. And um, these guys run for fun. Yeah. And it's pretty, pretty exciting. We started out with two young ladies. And I was like, okay, we, we got to build. We got to build. So if a girl would come into my office, I'd be like, you like to run? No. You want to run? Run from what? Just run? <laughs> run from what? And by, that, by the time we finished, um, we had total about nine or ten girls running. Um, so when you started the girls' cross-country team at Lehigh, only had two? Two. Two athletes? Two athletes yeah. that they had run from prior years. And um, I just took the time. They were Cambridge students. Mm -hmm. um, it's their senior year. They still wanted to do it to stay up with the activities. Um, but being a Cambridge student, is it's hard. They have yeah. a lot of work, and they also worked. So they were like, what time can we meet? And I said, well, what time is going to work best for you, where you guys are working? It's not interfering with your work. They said, well, how about 5 in the morning? I said, that works for me. So we got up every day at 5 in the morning. A lot of other girls heard us that we were running at 5 in the morning um, and said, can we run with you? I said, okay, we'll run and help condition girls for soccer um, and for any other sport that they mm -hmm. wanted to do. So it was, it was pretty fun. We ended up with four girls um, who competed in all the races, and it was just giving them that sense of self-worth. I always told them, stop looking at your watch. Um, I'm a different type of coach because I'm a mom too, so I'll be that one who's yelling at you at the sidelines. But I always told my girls, I don't care what time you finish, as long as you finish what you started. Um, and that gave them all the push to keep doing better, to keep mm. doing better. And I always told them that they were doing it for them, not for anyone else, but for them. Cool. And you, yeah, you were telling me earlier, but before we started the podcast, that you have a kind of a different role than the, the head coach of the, the girls' softball team, mm -hmm. kind of um, He's, um, different Yeah, he teaches styles. them the technique. Um, <laughs> In the softball, he's teaching me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you said you, you didn't play softball. No, nope, nope, didn't play. I can hit a ball. You know, we played stickball yeah. in the Bronx. Um, <laughs> but, no, he teaches them technique, and I just teach them character. Like, in order for you to be part of a team, you have to be an individual. And how are you handling yourself as an individual? Okay, then we're going to take that, and we're going to incorporate it into the team. And once we're a team, we are a family. We respect each other. We talk to each other, and remember, you have to be a scholar before you become an athlete. Mm. So homework always comes first for my girls. So you hear that phrase, there is no I in team, but you say it starts with the I? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I'm a strong believer. You have to have a positive attitude. You have to have the will, and you have to have the want. Mm. You have to individualize yourself mm. and have yourself self-worth before you can help another team. Yeah, and I... I played team sports growing up. I, you know, played baseball and basketball for a few years. And um, if if one one of your teammates, I mean, just one teammate can bring down the morale of the mm -hmm. entire team if they're 
if everybody, everybody's not on the same page. So Absolutely. yeah, it's important. Absolutely. So the, the morning that, uh, you were presented with the, the morning you found out, um, that you were, uh, the support person of the year, uh, you know, the principal and superintendent Craig Adkins, uh, and, some board members and a large group of people mm-hmm. come into the office and surprise you, right? You didn't know that was coming. No. <laughs> no. And I you got emotional. Like, I did. uh, you, uh, I, you could just see it in the video. We'll, we'll play it for the people watching on Facebook and YouTube, um, the video. Um, so what, what was that morning? Like you, so you didn't know that was coming mm-hmm. and then people are giving you gift baskets and telling you, congratulations, you won. It was a crazy morning. I just went in to start my day. It's Friday. It's jean day, you know, sporting my softball shirt. <laughs> and, um, I was like, you know what? It's Friday. Let's clean up a little bit. So I rolled up my sleeves and I'm like, okay, I'm cleaning. Um, and then all of a sudden now I remember hearing the security guard clear his throat. I looked up. And I saw Dr. Atkins walking in, and I was like, what is going on? But when I looked, I saw my boyfriend in the corner, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew that I had won. And, um, he's the one in the black shirt. He's the one the in the black shirt, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's when I knew that I had won. And then when I saw my softball girls there, um, that's what made me emotional. Okay, so that's who all those girls That's who girl, all those yeah. girls were. Um, before I came for the last interview um, here at the district office, um, I had told them the night before, I said, hey, girls, wish me luck. Tomorrow's my last interview. And um, one of my star players, Brittany, looked at me and said, Miss D. And I said, well, honey. And she says, you remember what you tell them tomorrow. And I said, what am I supposed to tell them? You let them know that you move with purpose and that you are our purpose. And I said, no, girls, you guys are my purpose. Because I always tell them to move with purpose. You got somewhere to be, move there with purpose. Do everything with purpose. Um, and I did it for them. Everything I do, I do for all the students. So it was great to see them all there with me. Yeah, one thing that stuck out stuck out to me in the video is you were you were talking and you said people kept asking you, mm-hmm. um, "Did you win? Did you win?" And you were telling them. And this is before you found out. Mm-hmm. Um, you told them, "I already, I had already won." Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Getting to the top two, I think it's. It's really, really big. Mm. Um, I was really nervous in my last interview. So when I got back to the school, um, I called Mrs. Corey and I said, I'm sorry. She said, for what? I said, I don't think I did good in this interview. She goes, don't sell yourself short. You'll be fine. I said, okay. Getting nominated was a win. Getting top five was a great win. Getting top two, amazing. So just being able to get up there, for somebody who has never done what I'm doing before, this was all new to me. Um, it, that's I had one already. I had one. Just being nominated was a win for me. Being recognized for what I what I do every day, what I love to do every day. So that's an amazing feeling. Cool. Um, you ready to move on to the final five questions? Sure. All right, Davina Perez. What is your favorite book? All of Nicholas's parks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic. He's the notebook. The right? notebook, okay. um, every breath, a walk to remember. Yeah, all those. How does the, the I've, so I've seen the notebook. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> you're missing out. You're yeah. missing out. <laughs> How does the movie compare to the book? 
And a lot of people always say the I book's always, always better. Yeah. But. I always read the book before I go see the movie. Mm. He has been 100% to the T with both the movie and the book. Really? Um, and it talks about real life, about real life's experience. Of course, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy. They mm. fall in love. They separate, and then they come back together, kind of like my boyfriend and I's relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So what's your favorite movie or TV show? Um, I really don't have one. Huh? I like to watch a lot of reality TV, okay. um, the news, of course, just to get up to date to what's going on. Um, both my daughters are different little individuals where one wants to watch um, The Bachelor. Um, the other one wants, you know, to watch um, 90 Day Fiance. So... <laughs> I watch everything. Oh, yeah. So I was, I meant to ask you uh, about your daughters earlier. So you've got two daughters. Two daughters. And how old are they? Uh, 22, and the youngest will be 21 in October. Oh, so close in age. Mm -hmm. And one, so you were telling me one is uh, about to become a police officer? Yes, she's in the police academy. She just graduated. She um, graduated with her bachelor's degree in criminal justice in three years. Awesome. Um, She's doing that. And then my youngest one is in FIU. to become a teacher. That's great. As well. Uh, okay. What is your favorite song or who's your favorite musical artist? I listen to just about anything, but for whatever reason, Pitbull. Yeah. He's my fave. <laughs> I don't know why. Mr. 305. Fa- yes, yeah. Mr. 305. Uh, I, like a lot, I like a lot of his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised he... I thought he was going to make a surprise appearance at the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I thought so, too. Yeah. Surprised he did I think didn't. a lot of people were mm-hmm. surprised that he didn't show up. Um, okay, what was your favorite subject in school growing up? English. Yeah? Yes. That's why I think I got my um, my passion for reading. I love to read. Mm. So I pick up a book, and I try to finish it as fast as possible so I can go up to the next. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read every Nicholas Sparks book? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's written a lot, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. My boyfriend, as a gift last year, actually took me to meet him Whoa. and do a book signing oh, cool. with him. It was the first one he had done in almost 12 or 13 years in Florida. Oh. So we drove all the way up to Vero Beach. That's a cool gift. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did you get to talk to him at all or just a quick signing? It's and... just a, the books were already signed. You oh. got up, you took a picture, and you kept it moving. But it was pretty cool. My daughter said I had a really big smile when I took it next to him, so. Nice. Uh, okay. If you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why? I think it would be with my dad. My dad passed away when I was 14. Um, just to sit and chat with him and ask him, did I do you proud? I was daddy's little girl. Um, did I do him proud just to, to see my girls, to see everything that, you know, that they've gone through, losing their dad at the same age I lost my dad? Mm. And they were just the best kids in the world. My kids never gave me a headache. And I know he would be super proud, proud of them. And I miss him. Mm. Uh, well, D- Davina, I, I love your outlook on life. I love uh, your attitude about everything, I think. You know, <laughs> I just met you today, but uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, getting to know you a little bit and talking to you and learning about um, what you do at Lehigh Senior. Again, Secretary of Student Services um, and 2019-2020 Support Person of the Year for the School District of Lee County. We're lucky to have you. Congratulations, and thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, and thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.